Our God is a God of new beginnings. So right now, take a breath. That's a gift from God. Let go of yesterday. Letting go of yesterday is a gift from God whose mercies are new every morning. Embrace this day. Lift up your heart. And we will find together how to find the sacred in every moment. Because God wills that to be so. And what I want to talk to you for these few moments is how not to be a control freak. And we get this from uh, the language that God uses in the book of Genesis. Relax. Be creative. Give power and love and freedom to others around you. Because this is actually what God does. And often people don't understand this about God. Many people think that to speak of the sovereignty of God means to acknowledge that he is kind of the ultimate control freak, but it's okay because he's God. So he has to determine everything. He has to cause everything. He has to control everything. He is a micromanager. Actually, it is not so. So this is from Andy Crouch's wonderful book, Playing God, and he's writing about the beginning of Genesis. Genesis does not begin with violence. Other stories in the ancient Near East did. The gods were wrestling with chaos monsters, and it was a very conflict-ridden process by which creation comes into being. Not with God. Genesis begins with breath and word. The Creator God doesn't need to rest being out of chaos. Instead, God calmly speaks those simple words, let there be. And those are the words for today. Let there be. Let there be. These words in what grammarians call the jussive form are not direct imperatives. They are both more powerful and less controlling. An imperative is when you give a command to somebody, you instruct them. And Andy writes, when I think about that, I think about, I came of age in the televised command of Patrick Stewart's memorable character, Jean-Luc Picard, captain of the rebuilt USS Enterprise in Star Trek The Next Generation. Never saw it. Captain Picard would famously lift a finger and say, make it so. The imperative mood is suited to command. It leaves little room for independent reflection or action by the subordinate. And indeed, in the heat of an encounter with a hostile Romulan warbird, the last thing anybody needs is an indecisive captain given vague suggestions, open to various interpretations, to a philosophically minded crew. In a time of crisis, clear imperative is what you need. But creativity in Genesis 1 is not the result of crisis. So, rather than ordering the primal elements around like lieutenants on red alert, God says, let there be. In many ways, an even more powerful phrase than make it so. Let there be does not have to assert power. It assumes it. It doesn't have to impose power. It indwells it. Yet, let there be suggests a multiplication of power that is not found in the dictatorial phrase, make it so. Make it so is strictly limited and limiting command. The subordinates making it so are not expected to make anything else so. Their job is to put into practice the precise decision arrived at on the bridge. No more, no less. But when the words let there be ring through the universe, they accomplish very literally what they describe, the creation of being where there was none before. New beings come into existence, each with their own capabilities, their own potential, their own sphere of influence. Indeed, let there be 
bequeaths power to others, making room for yet more power. By saying, let there be, the Creator God makes room for more being, more agents like you and me who can say their own, let there be. So today, where can you say, let there be? We had a bunch of people coming over to our place, and one of them was suggesting it'd be kind of cool to have Swedish pancakes. There were 25 young people coming over. And at first, I thought, that's way too many. I've never made that much batter in my life. And then I thought, why not? And this is the way that creation works. It's the way that it worked with God. It's interesting. With us, it's the same thing. The creation of what is seen and tangible always begins with what is unseen, with the word, with let there be, let there be Swedish pancakes. So I went out and I got the ingredients and I was working three pans at the same time and there was great joy and there was delight and they saw that it was so and it was good. Where can you say, let there be in your little world today? Not just that, when you're dealing with other people, how do you become like God, a let there be kind of person? I think about my friend Dean, who was a quarterback back in high school and had a coach who, instead of micromanaging and calling every play, said to Dean, I want you to call the plays and gave to Dean what he called the dignity of responsibility. And the team won the state championship. Um, because there was a coach who dared not to say simply, make it so, but let there be. Can you be today, if you have children, a let there be parent? You know, one of the great problems with parents is we want uh, to make it so with our children, make them into a little mini-me. It's a very poignant uh, little footnote in William Manchester's great biography of General Douglas MacArthur. MacArthur, quite late in life, had a son, loved him, doted on him, but wanted to remake his son in his own image, wanted him to be an athlete, would dress him up, wanted him to be a soldier in little uniforms from when he was really, really young. And the boy didn't want to be a soldier and he didn't want to be an athlete. He wanted to be an artist and his dad could not let there be. And so in a footnote, MacArthur, uh, Manchester writes that when he was writing this book, the son had assumed another name and moved anonymously to live the life of an artist in Greenwich Village, New York, to get as far away from his make-it-so-dad as he could. Or how can you be a let-there-be kind of person at work? I remember being in an organization where a group of people on the leadership team went to visit with a consultant by the name of Jim Collins. And Collins talked about how um, when you have bosses that are in the control-free category, what you end up with is a genius who has a circle of very capable helpers. And that group came back and said, like, that's us. We're just, we're like, we're like Santa Claus and his elves if Santa Claus had a narcissistic personality disorder. And nobody wants to be a genius uh, you know, under a genius is just a bunch of very capable helpers. People want to have an opportunity when they're at work to work with, under, alongside of someone who says, let there be. Very interesting. Jesus told lots of stories about work. One of them is in Matthew 25, where there's a master. And what Jesus says is the master entrusts his wealth, goods, resources to servants, people under him. Doesn't say, here's what to do with it. 
doesn't say make it so, just says let there be work. And the ones who honor him, the ones who do the best, take the resources that he had given to them and um, uh, with creativity and ingenuity and diligence and um, enterprise and initiative. They let there be. One last word on this one, because God is a God who says, let there be, and as we'll see, uh, creates a universe where things swarm and teem, and all this language of stuff that you cannot control. What that means is, I do not live in the fear of a micromanaging God. So while you're pursuing, let there be one other invitation today. Today, deliberately combat your tendency towards fearful perfectionism and image management by deliberately making a mistake. Let there be a mistake to remind you in a concrete, palpable way that you do not live under the tyranny of perfectionistic image management. I have a good friend who is a leadership consultant and he was talking about this with a group of people one day and how we just live under this tyranny as if we're under a control freak and we have to live by fear. And so his assignment, what I'm going to give you today was today, I want you to write an email to somebody and deliberately make a grammatical error and let it stand and hit send. And don't explain it. Don't tell him, you know it. Let somebody else look at you as a person who could let there be a mistake. And no kidding, I won't tell you any more details, so you can't track this down. But there was somebody in the group that he was telling who was so appalled by this, who had spent their whole life making sure they never made a mistake, that they went up publicly on the stage and responded to this in a way that I cannot tell you about that, but they probably could have got arrested for. You don't live under a control-free God. So today, send an email with a mistake in it, or deliberately wear a pair of mismatched shoes today and don't tell anybody why. Or if your hair normally is incredibly beautifully moosed, deliberately unmoose it today. Today, it's not a make it so day. It's a let there be day under the love and freedom of a let there be God. End of teaching. Beginning of your day with God. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tim. I'm a part of the team here at Become New. If you'd like to receive the emails that go along with each video, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Or if you'd like to receive a text alert whenever we release a new video, you can text the word become to the number 855-888-0444. If you have a prayer request, please let us know. You can text that request to that same number, 855-888-0444. There's a group of us who meet every day to pray over those requests. So we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.